0: Hello and welcome to The Lowdown from Pickletown, presented by Pizza Hut. I'm your host, Aidan Gobright. Here's the deal. And welcome back. We are joined alongside newly appointed head coach of the men's and women's tennis team here at UMO, Head Coach Carlos Laura, Listen, thank you very much for joining us. It, it, it'll be nice to talk to, well, basically the newbie here. Um, how are you finding things so far at UMO?
1: Yeah, so far it's been great. I mean, love the people here. That's one of the things that kind of drew me to Manolf, uh before taking the job, before even applying. Um, just knowing a little bit about the background of the program, um, knowing a little bit about Jeff Eisen and kind of the people uh, here in the university kind of interested me and it's been great so far.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting that you talk about kind of the people, um, because, you know, um, you came here um from uh, Purdue University. Uh you you, you you done a lot with community engagement. And I think the all the coaches I've spoken to, even not even the coaches, the athletes in my time doing this podcast, is they all seem to talk about there's something about the community of Mount Olive. It's a little bit more close knit. Obviously, everywhere else probably feels the same. But there's something about Mount Olive. There is like a kind of close-knit community here. Is is that one of the reasons, like you said, you, you were drawn here?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, coming from Purdue, it's it's a little bit bigger town, a little bit bigger population, just in the students in itself. And here you you can kind of get the feel of everybody's kind of supporting each other a little bit more. It's more of a homey feel and like familiar feel from what I've noticed in, in other places that I've been at. Kind of similar to where I studied in college. So. Again, that's w- one of the main things that kind of drew me to to Mount Olive.
0: Yeah, no, uh, the thing about kind of supporting each other, because um, we, I'm on the cross country team here, and and we hosted a conference uh, last at the end of last year, and the tennis, we we run around the tennis courts that you train on, and uh, we had the tennis team stacked along right. cheering us on. So you know, it is there is something kind of close knit about UMO that, especially over the four years I've been here, it's just it's been quite nice, um, and you know. I'm from a kind of bigger, more built-up place in Scotland, so when right. I came here, like it was very alien to me. But I've got really used to it. Right, right. Um, but yeah, uh, one of the you so you, like you said, you come in from uh, Purdue University. One of the things that I, I noticed that you you um that you specialised in was film analysis breakdowns, and I am really interested to talk to you about that because as I was growing up as a runner, um, my coach from a very early age if I had like a, even a bad or a good race, I would get called in maybe 30 minutes before practice the next day. And he would say, we're going to watch back the race. Right. And he wouldn't tell me what was wrong. He would expect me to find it. Right. So can you talk me a little bit through how the important side to that when it comes to tennis?
1: Definitely. Yeah. That's one thing that every, every single college that I've been at so far, we've been able to use that um, feature to help us get better in, in different areas, whether it's technique for our sport whether it's doubles positioning different things like that and that's what we kind of used it for um at Purdue um just trying to again watch matches over again and see what shot selections that our players were doing and could have been different um maybe changed up the point um for the girls uh, up at Purdue um but even at Aver before we used to use it a lot for like chain technique for the players so that way they can have not only our voice of us guiding them through the change but them having a mental picture of what we're trying to get to and kind of showcasing them okay this is where you're looking at now and showing them a picture of somebody common that they know maybe a pro and that okay this is where we're trying to get you to Mm -hmm. right so that's again one thing that has helped us uh the teams that i've been at so far and that's one thing i'm I'm planning to implement here at monolith as well
0: yeah i remember i just there was one like i I think i was about 15 years old and, and and i it was it was i think it was one of my kind of first races where i was i kind of it was a breakout race for me and i remember very clearly i got called on the next day and i really thought i was going to get basically told how good a race i ran and he basically showed me the race and he went okay where did we go wrong and i went i won the race uh-huh. and he said no, no no tell me where you went wrong and it took me about 25 minutes to work out that i'd run the entire race pretty much in lane two okay and he was like you t- used more energy than the person in lane one and i was like oh wow so I think, I I believe a lot in that kind of film analysis thing, and that really intrigued me when I saw that in your thing, uh, your kind of bio. And I was like, wow, okay, I definitely want to ask him about that. Right. I guess uh, just moving on like you said you brought it up uh, you come from like you you went to school in a kind of relatively small mm-hmm. place as well you went to uh, uh, Averett. Averett. Mm-hmm. so um but you also while you were there you know the former UMO assistant coach Bert Pools here is that was that was there that kind of UMO connection is that what kind of got you here
1: right definitely yeah one thing that's essentially who reached out to me first when when the job position opened up he was like hey this happened This opened open up uh at this point if you're interested let me know and I can Um, pass your name along Uh, so basically like he knew me from since I was playing in college he was my coach my last three years and worked for him uh, my first three years in college coaching so definitely that's initially what brought me um, into the I guess job search here for Olive.
0: and I guess um, it's kind of it's uh, tennis is uh, kind of I I'm one of the few athletes on campus that basically competes all year round you know cross country and track I'm competing the whole year round tennis kind of operates that way so they've mm-hmm. almost they started a few game, a few matches last year and then they've obviously continued this year you've came in in between that so you've right. came in halfway through the year so how difficult a task is that for you as a coach like coming in and having to like almost implement a style very mm-hmm. quickly
1: right yeah that's one thing that for me initially in the first week or two what was a challenge honestly um obviously having guys and girls here that have a three different coaches in a matter of months mm. um just working through that transition and implementing what i want to see to what they've been used to and kind of find a a mix where we can count if i need to compromise some of my things initially so we can work on things that that's what we needed to be to be doing um but yeah i mean like any uh other college team around like there's a lot of different personalities as well that i had to get used to in in those first couple of weeks um obviously from different backgrounds different cultures yep. there's the highs and the lows, and and all the personalities that we have on this team, um, and that's one thing that, like any new job, any new place, it, I just have to get used to it and learn how to communicate. My same message, but in different ways, yeah. that impacted every every player in the way that I wanted to.
0: I think, yeah, no, there is a lot of characters in the tennis team. Yeah, you know, I've been here long <laughs> enough. There's there's plenty of characters in there. So Definitely. I can imagine it must be hard for you to try and ba- um manage that. Right. Um. One of one of the things that. Um. I guess. I am I'm interested to hear is like how you know coming in it was technically two very good years for both mm. the women and the men last year the men right it's, it's it's hard to say they definitely weren't like underdogs last year but they realistically exceeded expectations mm. last year to win the conference i mean it, it was a fantastic uh, achievement for them and you have a lot of those athletes still back like you have Armando in his mm. final year this year um so i guess T- from them, we'll talk about the men first. Um, you know that you come into the season, the defenders of the conference mm-hmm. championship, and um, this you know despite this, they've been kind of I guess preseason polls are quite mm-hmm. you know not all coaches focus on them, but you've came and picked third in the preseason polls. Um, how as you a co- as a coach and uh, you know talking to your athletes, how do you approach stuff like that?
1: Right. So initially, what what I was trying to do is figure out what their mentality was approaching the the season, and one thing I noticed, not all of them, but some of the guys. As you mentioned, since they won the conference last year, they were like, "Okay, we're pretty likely gonna win it this year again." And I've been trying to, and I think I've been gotten successful so far of changing that mentality. Like, no, just because we won it last year doesn't mean we're gonna do it again. Like, we still need to work hard. There's still some things we need to work on um, to actually have the opportunity to even be in that situation to potentially win it. Um, but yeah, I mean, all the guys have been very bought into to the, the style that I've been bringing the different coaching style, the different. I guess techniques and what I've been speaking about in practices and in matches and they're bought in now Um, they know like hey it's not guaranteed we're going to win it we got to work hard Um, we got to do some of the things that might be a little bit different from what they used to to have a chance to potentially win the conference.
0: Yeah, I guess it's, it's never really like a full-gone go- uh, conclusion, especially um w- when you come in, the defenders of a tournament, there's a big target on your back. Like, mm, that right. Everyone wants to beat you. Right. So obviously there's that added sense of pressure. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm sure, you know, I, I know the majority of the guys on the team, so I don't think that will affect them too much. Right. <laughs> but uh, no, definitely, Um, you know, for the guys, it's a big season ahead. But then when you go on the flip side to the women, mm. it's almost like a kind of different story. So mm-hmm. last year, all the way up to the tournament you know realistically everyone thought they're the ones that are you know don't want to say we're going to win it but they were the favorites to win it right and then kind of just felt the last hurdle like to lose out in the tournament you know that's a b- it's a big blow there's something different about losing mm-hmm. a tournament final than there is losing just a regular match right so how did how have you approached that with the women on the side on that side of things like how have you kind of spoke to them about going into this season
1: right yeah that's interesting because like you mentioned that the women's team last year did little with points away from winning the conference uh, last year, from what I've heard. Um, so they they have a chip on their shoulder this year, from what I've noticed. They know, like, hey, we got there, we can get there again. Um, and they've been actually getting at it since the start of practices. They know that they have the chance to do really well this year. Um, but, again, same thing with the guys. There are just some things that we need, need to fine-tune a little bit to give us the best chance of being successful and potentially winning the conference this year. So...
0: Yeah, no, um, I think, that like, like, looking at my notes here, you know, you, it was really, really, it must have been so unfortunate for them, it must have really hurt, because the, the team that they got beaten by, obviously, Erskine in that final was the only team in the entire mm. year that actually, sorry, in that conference year that beat them, so it must have been really devastating, right. you know, at the very final hurdle, so as you said, the chip on their shoulder, I think that's a good thing to have, mm. you know, added, Definitely. kind of motivation, Um, I so, I guess for some of your women, also some of the guys, it is kind of one of the uh, teams on campus that you know, has a lot of seniors and kind of juniors. So people who are more seasoned have been here for a few years. Like I said, Armando in his final year, mm-hmm. but it's the same with some of the, the women. So is there a hint of like, they want to end on a high?
1: Yeah, that's actually, th- that same phrase was one that I used early on in, in the, the semester. Like we want to finish this year ending on a high note for these seniors right here. right? Especially Arm- Armando, for example, having been, such a successful player over the past actually every single year he's been here um he's done really well so far and that's actually one guy i've been leaning a little bit more on um just in terms of his leadership style his work ethic is just tremendous um he definitely sets the tone for all the guys on the team uh to help us be successful on and off the court um he's been one from the beginning that has been very supportive of of myself and has helped us to be successful so far this season and he's going to keep helping us to be successful for the next se- for this season
0: yeah we had Armando on uh last semester and and listen I've known Armando for four years mm-hmm. now and, and he's never changed you right. know he's 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 always been like that and even f- when he came in as a freshman he was already a leader mm-hmm. so he's just went from strength to strength and obviously <laughs> a conference player of the le- year last year I mean what a phenomenal year he had he's obviously probably going to want to try and replicate that right. if he can Um, But you you kicked off the season um, at Florence, South Carolina. You also are just back from Hartsville, South Carolina against Coker. Mm -hmm. Uh, A strong start to the season. Are you happy with what you've seen so far?
1: Yeah, so far, yeah. Um, That's one thing uh, that I told the guys and the girls. The first day at at the Florence Invitational, for it being the first match of the season, I guess it was as expected, but we definitely did finish up on both sides with a, a very high note of what I've been wanting to see from all of them. A lot of competition on all courts, a lot of energy. Um, a lot of enthusiasm even from the people that are out uh, not playing at that point. Um, that's what helped us actually pull out two uh, four-three matches during that week, and one on the men on the and one on the women. Uh, actually, coming down the last match to to Ingrid on the women's side against Francis Marion, pulling out a, a great match in the third set, having all her teammates there to back her up. That's that's what I've told all the guys and the girls from the beginning. That's what's going to help us overachieve with the talent that we have this year. So
0: yeah. Well, listen, um, thank you very much, Coach uh, Laura. Uh, um, I wish you the best of luck going forward thank this you. season. And to both the men and the women, uh, let's hope that they can uh, they can pull off uh, a win towards the end of the year. But like I said, it's early days. Let's just yeah. one step at a time. Exactly. But, uh, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for having me. This has been The Lowdown from Pickletown. We'd just like to give special thanks to the University of Mount Olive's music department. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time.